Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Following this message, we are guardian redeemers. We are guardian redeemers. On behalf of God, we are guardian redeemers. Uh, back in the day, that's what that they would call us. We are the next of kin because we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. He is our Father. And I always sing this song, We are family, brothers and sisters are we. So we are family. So today I want to actually tell you a story about a family in the Bible who, like some of our men and women, and myself included, lost everything through tragedies and unhealthy choices, suffered deep loss. But in the end, but in the end, God delivered us. God saved us. And uh, this story is about the book of Ruth. And uh, it changed many generations for to come, actually. It changed 16 generations so Jesus Christ could come on this earth. Of all the tragedies Naomi and Ruth went through, generations. And so when we have, when we go through life and the life events and all these circumstances and all the yucky stuff and we think, and our children's children become in that cycle of generations after generations. But we can change it now. You know, for you, Brock, and your children, now you have a opportunity now to change that generation That's very good. so this book is a typical love story and it begins with a wealthy man, noble man called Elimelech Naomi his wife and two sons and they lived in Bethlehem in Israel they owned property and they lived off the land they were doing pretty good just a normal as uh, Ashley would say, some of us come from normal families, some of us don't at, at all. But they actually lost their livelihood through famine and they were not able to provide for themselves. So Elimelech decided to move. He's actually, I suppose there's so much in that story, but there was a bit of fear that went on for him. So he ended up moving and that was 60 miles east to a town called Moab. And uh, Moab was uh, doing okay, but Moab, the Moabites, were actually Israel's enemies. So they actually went into a town where Israel were really not welcomed, but for some reason they were welcomed and they actually started to earn a living. So the choices he made to move from his hometown caused some disastrous consequences. So this place in Moab, they worshipped other gods. They were long-term enemies. And uh, it was also forbidden to marry the Moabites. And so through those choices, sadly, within a few years, um, Elimelech, he actually died. This is Naomi's uh, husband. So his wife, Naomi, had grieved for the loss of her spouse. It would have been tragic for her to lose the man she became became intimate with, who was her provider and the father of her children. A tragic event happened. 
And what would have made it harder for Naomi was she was in a strange foreign land where the cultures grieve differently and the rituals of death are different. So I'm sure she would have felt extremely alone in that grief, having two sons. So her only consolation was left was her two sons that she had left. So, sadly, um, her two sons ended up dying. But before that, they ended up marrying two Moabite women. And uh, these Moabite women were called Orpha and Ruth. And so that was actually against the Hebrew system for them to actually marry into, into marriage in with um, another religion or another where they believed in other gods. So her sons tragically died. So can you imagine her grief, her on, it's layer upon layer of grief that she experienced. It was horrific. Again, these tragic stories that we all, some of us go through, some of us more than others. And so in our recovery program, we see a lot of complex grief, complex trauma, complex things upon layer upon layer that we have to go through to find healing and help find healing through this process. So she not only lost her husband, she lost her two sons, the children that she fed, nurtured, raised, she lost them. It would be like losing a whole family in a car accident. And she was the only one left. Yes, she had her two daughter-in-laws, but they were a Moabites. And uh, what did she have in connection with them? But she did, because she actually still loved them, even though they were Moabite women. So I'll just explain here. Her intensity of grief, would, she would certainly go into that next layer of feeling extremely alone. And I assure you, you know, like some of these guys, men and women, actually experience that extreme loneliness after they've done all the damage, everything's happened, everything, they've lost everything. And this is what they actually experience. So she, had, she was extremely alone. She was out, without support of her community and no inheritance of Elamek's property because back in... Um, because uh, Elamek was only going temporarily. He was return, wanting to return back to... because he had property back there in Israel. So she actually lost an inheritance because the inheritance actually goes to my, the male relatives. So she would have been utterly destitute without any prospect of re a redeeming situation. And Naomi was in the depth of it. She was overwhelmed by tragic circumstances, which I can say we, we have many men and women go empty, drained of any purpose or hope for a future. Bitter and resentful even, angry with God for allowing such a tragedy to happen. For my own experience, I used to be so angry thinking, there can't be a God of what you actually allowed me to experience. So bitterness comes, hopelessness comes. 
So she was in the depth of deep depression. So, you know, drugs and alcohol or anything that actually makes us feel, you know, calm or a little bit better. It's a like a reward system. It's actually doing something to help us numb out the pain. All of us handle depression or grief and loss differently. But, you know, what Naomi heard, she actually heard that... Uh, she heard that actually God was um, providing because the Moabites did some gossip of somehow it's only 60 miles east. Uh, it's like Maryborough <laughs> story. Oh, something happened over Maryborough and Fre um, uh, Harvey Bay hears it. You know, like Moabites, they actually said, well, God's doing a moving over there. He's actually now providing food. So Ruth decided that she would go back. Sorry, Naomi decided that she would go back. And uh, the book of Ruth tells us when the daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah, tried to go back with her to the hometown of Bethlehem, she actually didn't want them to come. She wanted to be alone and she told them to go back to their own village. So in, even in grief and loneliness, we shove people away. We push people away in our own pain. Orpah left, she did go back to her own people. But Ruth refused and cling to Naomi. In Ruth 1, 16 to 17, Ruth says, Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, it's like she had an experience of God with just that time that she spent with her husband and Naomi. She must have experienced God in understanding who um, Naomi was. She said, your people will be my people and your God will be my, pe my God. And so this is what's happened here. Same story. She said, uh, wherever you die, I will die. And, wherever, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate you and me. Her love for this woman was incredible. It was of great depth. She was a perfect comforter, very respectful to Naomi in her grief, even though she was suffering grief herself because she lost her husband. She sacrificed her own life for Naomi. She was a perfect example of Christ's love for us. As it is written in Romans 8.39, nothing from the God's love. And Ruth was the key, one of the key contributors to Naomi's recovery. So off they head, her and Naomi, back to Bethlehem. And do you know that the Hebrew meaning name for Bethlehem is actually the house of bread? He's providing food. This is where Jesus was born. He said, I am the bread of life. Whoa. Amazing. Amazing. So when Naomi came home to Bethlehem, to where the bread of life was, her attitude actually started to change. She saw a glimpse of hope through a man named Boaz, 
who is Naomi's guardian redeemer. A guardian redeemer was the nearest of kin who had the opportunity of redeeming his next kin of lost opportunities, of grief and loss. If a family member died without an heir, the kinsman gave his name by marrying the widow and rearing the son, if she had a son. This was usually the closest male relative of age who would help buy back the property, purchase family members sold into slavery. We are in slavery when we go into the land without God. We go back into Egypt. We are actually in Egypt. But God wants to call us out. He actually, a guardian redeemer, purchases their freedom. You've got an eagle to purchase your freedom. That's a symbolic of your freedom that he has. And Boaz, who was rich, a rich, wealthy landowner, finds out about this woman, Ruth, who left her hometown to support and care for the grieving mother-in-law. And Boaz saw this amazing inner beauty and integrity. Ruth. And he said, you left your father and mother in your native land and came to people that you did not know. Well, that's amazing. You sacrificed for this woman. Your love was of great, such great depth. And, you know, people do, and, you know, Jesus said, uh, people will actually leave brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, fathers and mothers in order for the gospel. And she did that because of the love that she had for this woman. She met and she experienced God's love. So Boaz had great empathy for the plight of Naomi and Ruth. He understood what it would be like having a mother who uh, was going through stuff. His actual mother, Boaz's mother, was a, uh, a Canaanite and he, she was actually a prostitute. So it's amazing. Here we are. We got a Moabite that was an uh, enemy of the Israelites, and then you've got um, Boaz being the heritage. His heritage transform our life. We are no longer there. We are now here. He does not see who we were yesterday. He chooses us, whoever we are, and he loves us for who we are. So. It would have been hard for his own mother to fit in. He would have realised how hard that would have been being a prostitute and he goes and marries, she goes and marries an Israelite and he becomes, of course, he's born out of that. So he understood. He had empathy. No judgement. There was no judgement on where he's been or where she's been. No judgement on Ruth. So Boaz too became instrumental in Naomi's healing too. By God's intervention, he ended up being a guardian redeemer. And because there was another story, but I'm not going to go into that. But Boaz and Ruth married and they had a son called Obed. He happens to be the grandfather of King David, who happens to be on, in line with Jesus' birth heritage, 14th in line. How amazing God is, how he transforms generation after generation. You have no idea the seed that's been planted 
and where God is going to take you and your generations to come. So the grief, this is changing her attitude. She's actually finding, Naomi's actually finding healing in this now. Glimpse of hope. Oh my gosh. She was now in the final stages of her grief. It's like taking these guys through the program. Sensing hope now. And you know what? She ended up actually looking after um, Ruth's child. She ended, Ruth gave her that child to raise. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? And that restored her. That restored her. Then it says here, Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. And the, woman, and the women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. And he happened to be, of course, the father, great-grandfather of King David, grandfather of King David. Psalm 3011 says by King David, he says, he turned my mourning into dancing and that's what happened to Naomi. Ruth's son is just an incredible transformation of the next few generations to come. Out of all the tragedies came good. As the word of God declares in Genesis 50.20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And it doesn't matter your background, where you come from, God will deliver us and deliver you. The enemy intended to harm Naomi and her family, separate Ruth from God because she believed something differently. I'm saying because Naomi expressed love, she would have encountered God. He intended to harm her and separate her. He intended to harm us and separate us from the, the, our mother's womb, from the time we were born in our mother's womb. But the good news is that we have hope, we have a future, and together we are the guardian redeemers That's so good. For, for those who are on a journey of grief and loss and tragic life circumstances, and we are here for them. And as a church, you have played a part you are guardian redeemers with us. The love that we have for these people, the love that we have for one another. And I just personally want to thank, you know, Ash. I just want to put that, the love that you guys have. Ash, Lisa, Michael, Maureen, M, Ted, Satindi, Lena, Nathan, David, Steve, David, Scotty, Dem, Russell, Emily etc. You know, there's so many and all of you, you know, like the story of Ruth, which is a love story. We too are a love story, walking. And I want to thank you guys also for your part that you've played in helping restore. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.basarchristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Basar Christian Church.